You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello, welcome to Starcastic Remarks. Yes, it is my fault that we were late today. I apologize. Nah, he has a job and responsibilities. I know, what I know a right? Who has a job at like 10, 15 at night, right? Like who does that? Crazy. Only band directors, right? Anyways, let's not talk about that. This is more exciting stuff. Dallas Stars win tonight, Chris, by a final score of two to nothing against the Washington Capitals, man. And this was a absolutely fantastic game from all spots of the game. There were some points when Washington seemed to be controlling the puck a little more, but the Stars still hung in there. Mr. Yeah. Ottinger made saves, and it was a great win for the Dallas Stars tonight. Really a grinder of a game, too. I mean, really physical, and this is a game you really have to get. You can't lose three in a row. Even losing two in a row doesn't feel great. On a back-to-back, -back, you can kind of accept it a little bit, but we really needed to get this one, found a way to get it done. It wasn't, wasn't beautiful, but it happened. Uh, what was the thing that most impressed you as a team standpoint? Not necessarily individuals, but what was something that stuck out to you as a team? Uh, from a team, I guess it'd be like how we responded to the physicality because there wasn't a lot of physicality back from the stars, but there also wasn't a ton of just stupid penalties. You might say that the uh, that the marchment one, the slashing was pretty dumb. But, I mean, after getting elbowed in the face and hunted all over the ice all game long, that's totally understandable. But we respond just by scoring goals and going out and winning the game instead of trying to get into this physical battle against a team that's obviously physically superior than us. So we didn't take the bait. We played our game, and we beat them. Can I just say as a side point that Ovechkin still looks like Ovechkin and the guy is like 37, 36? It's right? incredible. He's all every time he touches the ice, it's terrifying. I know like, it, it's freaking he's, terrifying. He's an old he, man. He, he has a shot that like would scare anybody. Literally anybody. Um, so what was your initial thoughts overall in the first period here tonight, Chris? What was something that stuck out to you? The first period was great by the stars. I mean, just so aggressive overall. They've been great in first periods the entire year. Uh we need to score more than one goal in periods like this. We need to be ahead by a lot and pile it on. That's the biggest issue I've had with first periods. But like I said in the, in the broadcast, we're plus five so far in the season in first periods. So really good. Continue to be good. Let's keep doing it. And they continue to have pressure throughout the first period too. But mm -hmm. I mean, and I know this is, it's kind of sad to say, but we said this with Rick Bonus too, right? When we would have these great periods where we'd have so much of this offensive pressure, and we wouldn't get any kind of extra insurance marker out of the period. And as I especially yeah. thought in that first period, they, they played really well. I mean, so did Washington. They both teams yeah. were on their A game for that. And this game period. especially felt, it felt kind of like one of those bones games. I mean, we had a lot more rush chances than we would have under bones, 
but especially towards the end of the game, it was just like we're we're grinding and we're gonna hold on to the win. And they, they held out. So kudos on them. So not much to talk about in the goal perspective in tonight's game, which is okay. You know, we we've seen a lot of four and five goal wins from the stars lately, but what is nice to see is that the stars were able to win a two nothing game tonight. So if First we have to rely, right. If we have to rely on something like this, we've proven that we can do it. Um, in the first period, the only goal that scored with about three and a half, well, really it's about four minutes remaining. Uh, Jason Robertson gets his third of the year from Lundquist and Rope Hintz. Rope Hintz gets his sixth assist. Lundquist is really, really starting to look good. And he's starting to make Jim Nell look like a genius. It's a great so play about Lundquist there. It was a, Great shot, great tip all around. Stars are up one nothing late in the first period. Yep, and that, and that felt like like it was due. Um, and really just a great play by both Robertson and Lundquist. Lundquist shot it there knowing it was going to get tipped. Great deflection by Robertson. It was really funny. We saw I saw in the Facebook group earlier, they're like, man, Robertson's kind of off to a slow start. And then slow right after start. I saw that, Robertson scores the goal. <laughs> he's, he's a point per game. There's no slow start. I mean, he can miss camp all he wants as far as I'm concerned. He's playing great. He's a point-per-game guy right now. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. All right, so uh, anything from the first period, anything else that we need to mention about that? you got to score more than one goal. That's yep. it. Okay, going into the second, um, we, we need to mention the fact that uh, that, that Mason Marchman and Hathaway thing, I mean, th- I thought that was kind of stupid. D- did you think that it should have been, you know, offsetting calls like that, or do you think – Mason Marchment probably should have gotten the benefit of the doubt there. After looking at it, I mean, Marchment took a chunk out of the guy's leg. The guy dove for it too, (laughs) but he took a two-handed hack at him. But like like I said, I don't blame him for it. He got a full, I don't know if you saw it, Ryan, but he got a full forearm in the face, wide open, empty eyes, no call on it at all. I mean, in the amount of headshots that Marchment has taken this year that haven't been called, I mean, half of them have been called. I think he has two elbowing penalties already on the year. I don't know if I saw Elwin called more than once the entire season last year on all people. So it, it it's it's weird that Marchment, what teams are deciding to do to, to shut down Marchment is to try and beat him up because it's not working. And he's going to outmuzzle everybody still. And even tonight, he, he, he had lots of chances to score. He was very noticeable all over the ice. That whole second line was. And... I'm, I'm tired of these headshots and especially them not getting called. That's ridiculous. That's that's going to get that's going to get Jamie Benn or Hockeyball into some fights. <laughs> you know, if you watch hockey back in the early 2000s and maybe the late 90s and you watched uh, his dad, Mason's dad, Brian Marchment, they play so similar. It's it's pretty scary, honestly. So, uh, I mean, I love the way that Marchment plays. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he he's kind of a tamer Tom Wilson, if that makes any sense, in the role yeah. that he fills. He's not as stupid as Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is an go. absolute idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. but but like the 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 role he fulfills is close to the same. He's a top six forward. He's very physical. He's not a he's not afraid to get down into the the dirty parts of the game. If that makes yeah. any sense. Agreed. Yeah. So. All right, so anyways, going into the second period, uh, second period is much more back and forth, but Washington did control a good portion of that period, at least it felt like. And throughout that second period, you know, after the second period, I think they were talking about it at the beginning of the third, and it didn't, it really didn't feel like that the the time on ice, the possession time was as equal as it was. It seemed like Washington should have had way more possession time, and yet it didn't seem to be that way. 
Yeah, I don't know exactly what was up with that. It felt like it was all Washington during that period. I think the Stars had one good, solid cycle in the Caps zone, while the Caps had like nine or ten. But yeah, I guess the Stars made advantage or took advantage of their one chance. But, you know, at the same time, I didn't seem to be all that worried, if that makes any sense. You, you, I was you were quite talking worried. about Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought maybe, there was going to be a score several times. Uh, yeah, I think Ottinger, it's just... Ottinger just looked on his game tonight. That that was... And, I would debate I know... that, too. I, I feel like... I mean, Cooper said it best in our group chat. Uh, our little brother, he said, that was... Uh, uh, I don't remember what he said. He said it was like the clunkiest shutout he's ever seen. <laughs> clunkiest. That's like a, yeah. the perfect word for it. Because <laughs> like there was a lot of just weird plays that Andre had to deal with today. And he just didn't look as confident as he normally does, you know? Um, he he kind of got there towards the end of the game with those confident blocker punches. But just his glove felt a little off. But, I mean, he de- he's deserved multiple shutouts this year so far. So to give him a, a clunky one, that's fair. <laughs> And we're gonna have to mention his stats here at the end of tonight because I'm I'm sure they're stu- still stupid insane. I mean, some there there were some really good goalies so far this year. Um, throughout the second period, I honestly thought that there was gonna be some points where they would score, but at the same time, you talked earlier uh, this season, Chris, about that uh, that anxiety, I guess, that stress that we used to feel in like every single <laughs> rig bonus game, and I, I felt it in the two games previous when we lost, but I, for some reason I didn't feel it in this game and I don't know why. Yeah. I feel like the big thing is like in the bonus style of hockey, goals are so much more important because there's less of them. That's true. <laughs> so it's more likely that more goals are scored in this style. So you don't feel as stressed out when one goes in. I don't know. That's my, that's my running theory. So what's some of your takeaways from that second period overall, Christian? The second period was we got out physical a lot. Uh, I mean, on the boards, our zone exits were terrible. Uh, again, Suter had a rough game today on the power play and along the boards. He was pretty rough. Uh, not having Miro is hurting the zone exits a lot. And it you, you could use a guy like, uh, like Klinger still <laughs> in that situation. But I think Miller and Lundqvist are starting to get more comfortable with that. Suter has to be better at it. Um, but yeah. It, not having Miro it sh- showed a lot in that second period, in my opinion. Well, and it shows us even more why it was so important for us to go out and get Nils Lundqvist. Because right mm-hmm. now, he pretty much is the only puck-moving defenseman the Stars have right now. Yeah. So, going into the third period, uh, third period was fantastic. There was there was so much action going on. There was so much stuff going on. The only goal scored in the third period would belong to Mr. JFK, Mr. Yoel Kiviranta, who has looked fantastic this year. He's already surpassed his goal total from last year, and he played in, like, what, 60 games or 70 games yeah, or something like that? games, yeah. So he gets his third of the year. It's completely unassisted. It was a breakaway goal. It was shorthanded. And Dad jokes and says in our group chat, maybe the Stars just need to go and be shorthanded to get more scoring chances, I guess. I don't know, because I, I think that's yeah. like, what, the second or third shorthanded goal already this season? Second of the season uh, on the penalty kill where the Stars have taken, they're the most penalized team in the league. They're minus two overall in goal differential on the penalty kill. So not bad. Better than a lot of teams five on five. 
And then here's the other thing that was a little confusing about how this game was called tonight. But through the first two periods, and we're not used to this, there was only three penalties. And, I mean, we were, of course, we still had more than Washington. But in that third period, it, it's like all of a sudden they pulled out the whistles and there, here's all these penalties all of a sudden. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, the officiating tonight was ridiculous. I mean, let's just be honest. It was terrible. Both directions. I mean, even at the end of the game, Washington was pissed off too, where there was several trips. But by that point, the, there was so many givebacks that they owed to the Stars, like, doesn't even matter. The, the elbow on... Marchment is unbelievable how it doesn't get called. Literally wide open eyes. Yeah. All four yeah. officials can see it happen. It's a forearm to the face. I mean, it doesn't matter what's happening or where the puck is. I mean, he overskated and tried to go back. It doesn't matter what happens. The hands are up in his face. That should be called every single time. And they blew it dead for no real reason other than they didn't know what to do, but then nobody called anything. So it. So they knew something was wrong, but nobody had the balls i guess to make a call even though it's not a ballsy call he got elbowed in the face that's a penalty i mean if that's not elbowing then elbowing doesn't exist so and then there was a ton of just other tripping and terrible the fact that we had no power plays until the third period if you watched this game and you saw the way washington was playing that's not possible i mean that's just not true there was so many calls that they could have called on the caps and they just didn't call so I feel like the stars at this point are just getting a bad rap because they've already been labeled as the most penalized team. So they're just getting all the penalties and because it feels like every penalty that the stars has, I feel, I feel like most of them are penalties, but they're not, we're not getting, we're not getting away with one. I don't feel like we've ever gotten away with one yet this season. Really is even that Lundquist penalty at the end when we had the power play yeah. the shooter gave up the puck on a three on one ridiculous that's a 50 50 call and we haven't gotten one of those this year every single one has gone to the other team and that's just been super frustrating i hope that changes and that's not a thing that the refs are doing subconsciously and just calling everything that the stars are having but that's what it feels like right now it's really frustrating hey guys it's ryan here it's finally time to hit the ice again and thanks to DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. There's a lot of matchups that are going to be coming up this season. I'm really looking forward to the Central Division. It looks like there's going to be about six teams out of the eight that I think have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs. So I'm really interested to see how the Central Division goes out there. If that wasn't enough excitement. You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I know they talked about this on the on the broadcast too, with that, with, particularly with that nose lung quiz penalty, but it almost seemed like Josh Bogorod thought it was an actual penalty because he, he mentioned something about like, 
oh, that, that's definitely a, a call that Lundqvist should take. That's a good penalty to take. And it, I was confused because I honestly didn't think it was a penalty. And then all of a sudden, Razor chimed in and said, I, I don't think that's a penalty either. And, uh, and neither did uh, Lundqvist. So I thought it was just a good defensive play. And I, I don't know what a penalty is anymore. I, I think they just call it whenever they want to if they're bored and <laughs> they, they want some mic time. And it's like, hey, family, I'm I'm on TV. But you know, either way, whatever. this game was horribly officiated, and Caps fans will say the exact same thing. And and we're not going to get into it now, but the NHL needs to figure something out. They need to figure something out when it comes to officiating. Okay, I, I'm I'm done with that. Uh, thoughts overall from the third period, Christian. Third period. I mean, same as what I said for the whole game. It was just a grind. They took care of business. Kibi Ronza with that solo effort was incredible. I mean, the guy is on fire. I'm going to give one more shout out to Delandria. His penalty killing was crazy. The second power play that the Caps had, he was all over Ovechkin, didn't give him an inch, and just took care of him, took out the trash, got out of the penalty kill. He well, was fantastic there. How about that monster block by Joel Hanley in the third period? Yeah. How about that giant cool. block? Joel that was Hanley huge. All night long was really great. The only thing that I wanted more of was a little bit more confidence from him because he had a couple chances to make some big pinches or some offensive plays, and he kind of took his foot off the gas. Understandably, he's the seventh guy. Kind of makes sense. But with the way he's playing, like, take the momentum. Go after it. Yeah, and it almost seems like if Joel Hanley would just get a little bit more confidence, he wouldn't be a seventh defenseman. Does that make any sense? Like, like that smidgen of what he's missing is that confidence. Yeah, but I mean he's getting paid right now to be a seventh defenseman. I mean, if you look at his contract, he's making $1.5 million. He's probably the highest paid seventh defenseman in the league too, but it's because he's great at his job. Really? I mean, he he's totally cold. It comes into these two big games and has played fantastically. So I, I just think he's in a, a great spot for him. I know he probably doesn't like being the seventh defenseman, but he does it very well. Would you be willing to keep him in and maybe scratch somebody else if uh, Miro comes back on Saturday? Because that seems to be the option right at this point. Honestly, I, I think no. you, really, <laughs> I, I, I think you let him stay in. Over who? I mean, I'll make every Stars fan happy. Ryan Suter. No, not a chance. Not Suter a chance. had 22 minutes tonight of ice time. He only had 12. I can be hopeful, can't I? <laughs> I'm a Hanley lover. Okay. Anyways, Chris, what happened in tonight's game? What happened? What's the big thing? Uh, the Stars played scrappy. They played a good defensive game. Uh, and, and I want to shout out a little bit to our stats too, because we we changed our system. We're not we're not we don't want to be a defensive team anymore. But if you look, four of our games that we played so far this season, we've held the opposing team to one goal or less. So. We still have that defensive gene. The most goals we've allowed is four that happened one time to Ottawa, and that's it. Then we had two three-goal games, one, one two-goal game. So the Stars have been still a good defensive team and a great offensive team, and this time they play a weird game, a game that they don't necessarily want to play. They didn't play great, and they still found a way to win it, and that's what happens with good teams. Good teams find a way to win. So let's talk about some of those stats. Uh, shots on goal per period, first period, uh, 13 to seven in favor of the stars. Second and third were in favor of Washington, eight to six in the second, 12 to eight in the third. And it's 27 even for both teams there. 
in tonight's game when it comes to the shots. Uh, there were some interesting uh, stats also that I wanted to bring up in tonight's game. But it looked like that the Stars were doing a lot better on that faceoff dot tonight. And it, it was just something I noticed. I didn't really look at the stat. And now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, holy freaking crap. Uh, 68 to 32%. I, I yeah. mean, that. I know we've been a really good faceoff team in the past, but it, I think it's been less of a mm-hmm. pushing point with Pete DeBoer than it was with Rick Bonus. But, dude, that's something that you lo- you love to see. Yeah, I think that stat is more due to how bad Washington is at it because they showed their season stats. They're, like, bottom five. So, not great. I mean, just about everybody was positive in the faceoff dot tonight. And uh, the only person that was was Joel Pavelski, and he's not really a center right now. He's a, he's a right winger. So, I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. So, and, and Jamie Benn especially. I mean, we brought him into the game at certain points just to win faceoffs for us. Like, it, uh, we had that defensive zone draw. We put him on the second line. I was like, oh, are they trying Jamie on the second line? Nope, he's just there to win a faceoff. And then he got right back off the ice and Gary jumped back on. So he, he was all over the dot tonight. And, and again, I'll, I'll point this out. I, I still love the fact of how he distributes the ice time, how Pete DeBoer distributes the ice time. It's very different than what Rick Bonus did. Rick Bonus was very heavy on the top four, really relied on his, his checking line and threw his first line out there for most of the game. Again, nobody has under 10 minutes of ice time. Nobody does. And especially with considering that the fact that you're missing your top four, uh, not your top forward, your top defenseman right now, that's exactly what you want. You want to spread out the minutes evenly and really allow those guys to to get their, get their hands dirty and really take control of this game. Um, I still would like to see more ice time, ice time for Joel Hanley, but that's just because I'm a Hanley lover. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll give him his, his little bit of ice time and let him play good during that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, biggest winner, biggest loser for tonight, Chris. Who is your biggest winner, biggest loser? Biggest winner. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a little offshoot on the biggest winner. I'm going somebody who's not on the score sheet. Ty Delandria. He wasn't on the score sheet. All over the ice. I mean, fantastic on the penalty kill. He's been. I feel like he's been our best penalty killer all year, which is out of the blue when we have some fantastic penalty killers in Glendinning and Fox as well. Delandry has been the best and also his forecheck. He's just a hungry guy. He goes after every single puck. He, the past three games, he has been one of the top six skaters on the team and he keeps getting more and more ice time. His ice time tonight is 15 minutes. That's, I think that might top forwards. It's up there in forwards, at least either way. He, he's way, he's way high up there in ice time. He's been, he's been great. I love him. Biggest loser. Biggest loser, I'm going to do the same kind of thing. Someone who I haven't talked about yet. Uh, I forgot his name. Hawkenpah has not been doing great. The past three games, he's really struggled. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he's sucked, but he's definitely been below average. In my opinion. I would I would say, c- compared to the first uh, like four games of the season, where he was great. He has yes, sucked that, compared okay, to that. Okay, that is true. I'll give you he's that. He's taken billions of penalties he got beat i think three times cleanly tonight and, and in one of those cases hanley bailed him out with an amazing play his he, he cannot get out of his own zone his passing is awful i mean it, and and the reason i'm calling him out is because he played so well to start the year too like he it's in there he can be a top four defenseman and 
it just hasn't been there recently. Pretty frustrating overall. Yep, our brother Zach, who is number two out of the seven, he's uh, in between age between me and Chris. He agrees with you, Chris. So, uh, and I agree. I agree with both of you. Um, I really thought that with Miro being out, that he would be able to maybe step up and take advantage of some opportunities, and he hasn't been able to do that yet. So, and, and that might be the thing too. Maybe more ice time is exposing him a little bit. He had twenty minutes of ice time tonight, which is. Probably a little two, more than two normal. To, two to three more minutes than he's used to. So a couple more shifts might be exposing him a little bit more, might be a little bit more tired. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to go with my biggest loser first, and I got to give it to Roddick Foxa, but not because he sucked it up tonight, because he had a really good game tonight, in my opinion. He just can't buy a goal to save his life. Oh, he has the yen mark effect right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that by me giving him the biggest loser, maybe that will release him of the curse. I mean, I thought that was going in. I really thought it was when he hit the post. Um, and how can I, how can you not give the biggest winner tonight to Jay Gottinger, who gets the shutout? Yes, it was clunky, in the words of Cooper. But who gives a crap? The guy, he saved everything, all right? Yeah. Or got lucky, right? <laughs> yeah. his stats he didn't get lucky. He was great. He got his stats for the season right now. Five games played. He's 4-1. and one. Get this, a 141 goals against average. And some people may say, oh, well, that's just because that's, he plays it behind a defensive team. Okay, That's actually well, his stats not including this game. His goals against average including this game, it was 117. His save percentage is 960. Oh, my God. Compare that that's to ridiculous. his stats in the Calgary series. <laughs> Compare that to the stats in the Calgary series. In Calgary, he had 181 for goals against average, and his save percentage was 954. So we said to start the season, he just needs to be close to what he was at in the flame series so far he's been better <laughs> that's freaking ridiculous man absolutely so, freaking ridiculous right now through like a decent chunk of games i mean he's on the top of my vesna list i don't know i don't know about you er, early vesna yes, yes early vesna he's there early, early vesna he's definitely there Dark i, I, I want to look pick. i, I want to look at the the stats right now yeah, he is he is number one. He's tied for first in wins. He's leading the league in save percentage. Um goals against I guess goals against is kind of skewed because not everybody has played the amount of games he has. But still uh, I, I mean if if you fantastic. have fantastic goaltending like that you can screw up a bunch of times and still be okay. It's pretty easy to win hockey games with a goalie like that. I mean, he's let in zero goals, and the most goals he's allowed in a game is two. I, I mean, if you allow two goals, you should win the game. You should win the game. You must and win the way, the <laughs> And the way that the style is now, the Stars have the offensive ability with that. I mean, JFK tonight, what the heck? Ty, Ty Delandria needs a goal eventually, by the way. He, he deserves one, the way he's been playing. Okay, I, I think that's it, Christian. Um, anything else we need to mention tonight? Fantastic. It's great to jump off the losing train quick. You don't want that to hang over your head. Be like, oh, Star's going to go on a big losing streak now. No, we're not. We're going to win. And we got a, a good Saturday matinee. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., New York Rangers in the AAC. So really quick before we uh, call it quits tonight, I got a lot of uh, announcements to give you guys, Okay. So first off, for the game on Saturday against the Rangers, 
Uh, Uri Krolik is actually going to be joining us for that after game review. So if you didn't hear his uh, Stars Fan Stories episode from this offseason, I highly suggest you go and look that up. He actually now has a writing gig with Defending Big D. So he's going to be joining us, and we're really excited to have him on. What's awesome about him is he's from Slovakia, and he's a Dallas Stars fan. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, and then we also are going to have uh, two big interviews coming up here in the next couple of days. Um, Mr. Bruce Levine of The Ticket is going to be joining us here on November the 9th, I believe. And then uh, former Dallas Stars beat reporter of The Athletic, uh, Sean Shapiro, is also going to be joining the show, at, I believe, on Sunday. I think that's what we solidified. I talked with him today. So lots of cool things coming on. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what uh what sean has to say and also to hear what bruce has to say and i mean lots of things going on good for good for the podcast good for the stars and i hope this continues so any other last minute thoughts christian before we call it quits gg boys johnston's not getting sent back to the ohl that's my last thought along with chris my name is ryan we'll catch you guys on the flip side i just opened a bag of worms but we're gonna save it for wednesday once again and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening, afternoon, whenever you guys are listening. See you later.